Welcome to the Tech Sales Show, where we are dedicated to making you a better tech seller, sharing tried and true sales strategies and answering your questions weekly. What's up, Brian? Hey, Bobby. Here we are, series 18. I can't believe it every time I every time we turn the clock on another series. We've been doing this for almost two years now, and I can't believe we're on series 18, but this is a big one. Uh, it's about engaging executives. We've teased it a little bit online and in some posts, and we hope you're excited. This is for you, the listeners, on some best practices on how to engage executives. What are your thoughts, Brian? Yeah, I mean, it's super critical, right? I think we all... Um we, we always talk about you get uh, delegated to the people that you talk like. And so we'll talk about uh, how, how you could potentially up your game to get engaged with these folks. Um, talk about how you can um, work and partner with their team to gain access to them as well. Uh, but it's super critical, right? We, we know who ultimately writes the checks for these deals. And uh, having some sort of influence or understanding on how they make decisions is uh, very critical. No doubt. So this is a four-part series. Today's really the introduction with kind of an overview. We're going to set some uh, boundaries and some vocabulary on what we're talking about this week. But in, in essence, there is a lot of meat today. Um, so let's let's kick things off. This is really how I've engaged with executives, both at, at big companies, um, Microsoft and Dell, both of those in my career, and really how I would work with customers to, to early on kind of set the precedence on where I was going to engage. But before we get to that, let's talk a little bit about some of the, the bad that I've seen, some of the not-so-good execution on engaging executives. I think often I see partners, I see other reps, I see, I see a specialty rep that'll come and say, hey, I need to meet with the CEO or the CIO of your account. And, and I'm like, okay, cool, let's go. What are you going to talk about? And what do you think the normal response to that? CEO or CIO request is Brian. Well, I just want to see what keeps them up at night. Oh, okay. You know, I want to see what kind of problems and challenges they're facing. Yes, because I'm sure my product's going to plug that big gaping hole that they have and uh, change the world for them. But it's it's it truly is that way. It's I want to hear their view. I, I know they write the checks. I know if I could just talk to them and tell them how great and what quadrant of the magic quadrant my product's in, I'm going to win a deal. Um, and that's not really how it works. And, and I think it's gotten less and less that way over time because much like myself, I'm tired of being sold to, right? I mean, we all, hopefully we all have some sort of spam blocker on our robo calls to our cell phone because it's just crazy. People are calling us trying to sell stuff all the time. And that's the same way. If, if you're an IT director, you probably don't answer your phone. And if you're a CIO, I guarantee you, you don't just answer a direct phone call. Um, so, that 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 way of engaging with executives is not going to work. And what I have found that works is slow and steady. Um, there's three three things we're going to talk about today, and that's that you've got to create value for that executive. If you're going to get time with an executive, you've got to create value. It cannot be frequent. I, I don't. I, I I think we're both pretty good sales reps, and I, I don't know that I could provide value. Me even meeting with a, an executive on a monthly basis. I mean, that would be really hard. Um, they're busy. I'm, I'm busy, but I don't know where I would correlate true value on a monthly basis unless it was like a five minute meeting. And then once you do get that opportunity to meet with that executive, 
unfortunately, the biggest weakness that I see, Brian, is not being ready for that meeting. So that's today's topics. Uh, recreate value. Do it infrequently. And then once you do have that opportunity, you better hit a home run. Sounds great. Let's jump into it. All right. So providing value, this is not easy. Um, an executive has a different view on the world. We've probably all heard these analogies. You know, um, I think Phil's told a few when he's been on the podcast. You, you, meet a, you meet a storage administrator. They say, we need more storage. You, know, you meet the manager of the storage director. They say, we need to lessen our footprint and do more with less. And then you talk to the CIO, and he says, my directive to the team was figure out how we can get out of the data center business, right? And so yeah. you, you talk to the guy who owns storage and he wants to buy more storage and you talk to the executive and they're like, I want to get out of the data center business. I want someone else who runs data centers to run data centers and let us do our job. And that, that really is the the different viewpoint. So if you've done all your hard work at the middle or lower levels and then you get that meeting with that executive and your idea is to go in and pitch storage, that's not going to fall on on a on an ear that's going to be apt to listen, right? They're going to zone out quickly. Yeah, yeah. And so one of the ways that we try to I try to do this, and I, I was really, you know, to kind of go back to your your setup. I was as early on, I was really bad. I always wanted access, as everyone does. But then I'd get in the meeting, and I felt like I'd have a really good agenda put together. And um, it, it that that adage is very true that you get delegated to the people that you talk like, and I don't. I didn't early on speak like an, an executive or someone that they would identify with as a, as a partner. The points that I would bring up were very tactical. They were, you know, oftentimes strategic. And so then I think what shifted over time is as you understand what's important to them, you're, you're going to have to hypothesize a bit too. You're going to have to work and partner with their team to identify kind of what these uh, objectives are. And um, so what I try to do early on is identify from their team first what does success look like in the project so if you're talking to that storage admin and you ask him realistically like what what does success look like in this project i know you're you know put put your kind of your desires and wants aside or let's say that they're going for an hr project and you know what is you know, you're you're kind of tactically working through this hr evaluation but in two years from now how would you look back at this project and say yes it was successful um, and you, then you kind of start to, you start to kind of level up their people into thinking about what, what is the business is looking for. And I think from that, you can start to derive some points that you can then massage into the framework for a conversation with an executive. Yeah, I like that. And I, I think there's a lot of opportunity to work with those lower people in an organization to understand what the executive really is thinking. You know, if you even just... It's a tactic, but it's a really good tactic to say, okay, when do you guys normally meet? Well, we normally meet on Mondays, meaning this is me talking to the storage administrator. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, some Monday in the future, near future, I'll probably call in the afternoon, and I won't just come right out and say, what was your meeting like today? But I'll check in on them, see how things are going, and then ask them, hey, don't, didn't y'all meet today? What was, the, what was the topic of discussion? What did the executive that I'm kind of targeting want to talk about? What were their success criteria for the week what were there any fire drills that happened over the weekend you know there's a way to hear what that person's saying without being in the room every time and then there's a way to use that lower mid-level person to help you understand how to get access like what 
what are they what are they thinking about who are they meeting with why are they meeting with those people on a regular basis or an infrequent basis you know what kind of events do they like to participate in and you don't you can't just constantly be the guy that's asking those questions to try and get access but it should be in all of your playbooks from meeting after meeting to just figure out one new thing and everybody that you introduce to ask them to ask one little thing. And all those pieces will come together to, to probably create a really good storyline that would help you get that meeting when, once the time was right. And once you and your team were ready to provide value, if it was storage versus going to the cloud or getting out of the data center business, you better not go in there and pitch storage once you get that opportunity. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. The other thing I think I've, I've earned the right to have team members like that ask for a meeting for me because I continue to help them. And it's not free stuff. It's not swag. It's not events. It's not free baseball tickets. It's just being there and helping them when they asked or needed help, right? So I would say my trick or tactic has always been to kind of get some sort of recurrence with anybody in an account that's assigned to me um, and make sure that is both valuable for me and valuable for the customer. So assuming I've got a bi-weekly meeting, something I go to every other week and we're having a rhythm and I've asked about some events, we all, well, if you're in tech for long, you'll have the opportunity to invite people to events. And I never send something directly to that executive, I ask that team that I'm meeting with on a bi-weekly basis, hey, there's a golf tournament coming up for executives in another city or not in another city. Would your CIO or executives ever participate in that? You learn real quickly whether they're golfers or not golfers. And if they're not golfers, do they like to do they like to meet the Michael Dells of the world, the the Steve Bombers when they're in town, you know, those 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 executive mm-hmm. types. Um and that's a quick yes or no. Um and then you, you can find what will they ultimately like to do. I would, I've had some of the hardest people to crack ultimately accept an invitation to a baseball game if they could bring their wife. So we, we created that event, right? We knew that they would bring their spouse. It was important that they weren't missing time at home. Um, and so we created an event where it was a baseball game where we invited spouses and my spouse went and that was how I got some time with that executive. So it, it's not something that's going to always happen quick, but once it happens or you hear that thing, then you whether you have to formulate it, create it, or ask for help around your marketing team or executives, I'm sure you can find a way to get people in the door. Any creative ways that you've got access like that um, through the lower levels up to an executive? Yeah, well, I was just thinking as you were talking, like the only reason that they felt comfortable in the first place, either helping get a meeting arranged for you or inviting that executive to play golf at that event or connect is, is because you, you added value to that relationship ahead of that. If, and they saw you as someone they could trust because they're them getting access to, for you to their boss or a superior or some sort of executive is equity that they hold. They're, they're effectively a, a gatekeeper in a way that it's a natural and necessary gatekeeper and if they were to give that out to everyone, there would there'd be um, they would lose credibility. So there is much measuring us as we are seeking to get access to that, which means that our interaction with the prospect has got to be really tight and strong. And we have to show them that we have the kind of presence that would show well on them ultimately. Because if all it is is a complete spend on their side, what's the point of them arranging the meeting in the first place? 
so it takes it takes building that relationship with their people uh, and adding value to their team and 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 helping to support an initiative that they want to get moved through, whether it's for their career, whether it's for a you know a specific project that they're working for. Like they're not going to just give access to anyone anytime, and it, it's got to it's got to add or bring value to them or help them get something pushed through. And I I think if you think about it in those terms. It will help frame around why it can be so difficult to get access sometimes. No doubt, and I think going to the next part, we got to create value, and the creating value is is part one of today's episode. And then it can't be frequent, being part two. Mm. You know, we can't go to every biweekly meeting and say, "Can you get me a meeting with your CIO? I've got to meet with your CIO. My boss is all up in my business about not meeting with your executive team. I got to meet with your CIO." You know that. That, that creates no value, back to part one. And number two, it's too frequent. The CIO or the, the VP of IT or the VP of finance or HR, they're not going to want to meet with you um, because you're meeting with their underlings. They're going to want to meet with you because you, number one, again, provide value. So what would be the right frequency? And I think it varies depending on your relationship with an account, whether they're a complete prospect or they're a buying account and they've been buying for years, they spend a big chunk of money. That that would be different, um, but between the vast of those two things, I think you can ask for something at least quarterly or every half, um, and then but and have a good plan for it, right? Like, okay, we do a transaction of some sort. It could be the smallest transaction in the world. You would you would have a reason to check in with that executive ninety days after that transaction. Would you agree, Brian? Yeah, definitely. I think one. this is something I learned from you early on, and it wasn't even necessarily meant for external. It was meant for when you connect with executives internally for, um, you know, like mentor meetings. And your your point from that was always have something or a reason for follow-up. And it, it needs to be a chunky, meaningful follow-up piece. So, I, yeah, I agree. Like, And you got to be actively looking for those types of things. And if, you, if you're elevating the level of the conversation – then sometimes these can be business events that occur, right? Like maybe there's a merger or an acquisition going on that they're participating on, or maybe there's a new competitive threat out there. But if you can elevate and take action on something that's occurring in their marketplace that is interesting to them, you can you can maintain and keep that going on whatever frequency that is, whether it's you know every 90 days or twice a year, or once a year if it's a senior executive. Um, but it's it's got to be to your point relevant. Uh, or there, it's there, you know, what's the point? You're gonna sit down with them for 30 minutes, and you're gonna you're gonna look look stupid, or 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 not have meaningful questions or dialogue, and think that that somehow improves your deal. It doesn't improve your deal. No, it does not. So, other other things on an infrequent basis, it could be those executives coming to town, right? If that's the if that's the flavor of what they like to do, right? Michael Dell, someone big from from your company is coming to town. But that doesn't. That person still got to provide value. I've I've had some interactions. I've literally taken a CIO that spent twenty seven million dollars with the company that I was working for to a golf tournament, and an executive reintroduced himself to that person three times, like he had never met him before in a span of about eight minutes. Like I don't know if he was drunk or just not paying attention, but it was like yeah. so embarrassing that okay, we've got these guys and girls captured. Can you not keep it together just long enough to to engage with this executive, right? So if you do bring that executive to a meeting or you ask your customer to participate with an executive, you better make sure that executive's prepped and ready to go as well. And we'll talk about that in the, the, the next topic about being ready. But 
one way is the evaluation plan. We talk about these all the time, reverse timelines, evaluation plans. You know, if I'm negotiating the access of a deal to different people in the organization and I'm trying to move this deal through the, the funnel, you know, it, it never hurts to show that in 90 days after we close this deal, we will have an executive debrief, follow-up, success storytelling, whatever, making sure that the deal's done. And then when things do come up about better pricing, uh, more more capacity on that storage array or something, all those negotiation give gets can also include engaging with the executive. But again, I'll go. I'll say that you can't just ask for the meeting. There's got to be a reason why you want that meeting to make sure that we were the best product for your company, to make sure we are attacking the business needs of your business. It, it can't just be to meet Joe Joe the CIO. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and I, you know, I think the what I try to um, certainly when there's executives engaged, kind of going back to that is, um, I was I was thinking about the different personality types, and we're at national organizations, like pretty much everybody, or all the companies we work for are national organizations too. And you, there's different personalities in different parts of the country, certainly different parts of the world, and you got to be thoughtful about how you align those people as well. We we talk about it all the time as a team today. It's like. How, you know, where do we best fit in the right executive for this particular account or this particular executive or where they're at in the buying cycle? Because it matters. Like, we got to be thoughtful about how we um, align that way. No doubt. And then another infrequent uh, event that I think happens with most big companies are executive briefings. And we'll, we'll talk more about this in, in the next week or two. But, you know, an executive briefing doesn't have to be this massive offsite. If anybody did it right, I would say EMC did it right. Um, I just had up my Facebook wall yesterday pop up that it was three years ago that I took some customers to Boston. We did a big briefing and we watched the Texans play the Patriots in Gillette Stadium in the EMC deck. Um, I got to wear a Super Bowl ring. I mean, it was it was a plush event, right? And those executives were definitely excited about going to that event and spending time. Uh, in Gillette Stadium, right? That's a big deal. But not every company can do that. Not every downturn will allow those type of events to happen. But you can also create and formulate a, a briefing, and we'll talk more about this again. But I've done as, things like as simple as create, renting a small room at a hotel, having them cater it, bringing in some nice pads and pens and a projector, and, and getting them out of their office to focus on what I wanted to present. And that, that sometimes is enough to get people out of the office and do a half day to learn more about your solutions and, and your services that are going to make them successful. The meetings just got to be what they want, not what you want to deliver. Any thoughts around executive? What, we used to do CIO summits at Microsoft, very similar. We would do a summit of you know somewhere between 10 and 50 CIOs in mid-market. They would fly to Redmond. They would get access to some of our executives. But it was a really intimate time um, to do something like that. Any other thoughts on way, the ways you may engage with executives on offsites or briefings like that, Brian? Yeah, I mean, for for you know big pursuits, uh, it's absolutely worth getting them out. I think every every company I've worked for has had a version of a of a customer visit to corporate. Um, that's it's it's handy for our executives because you can usually get some very senior executives to participate or to go shake hands, or to maybe even do the kickoff part of the presentation there. So that's that's always worth it. Uh, you that you know you can 
it, it improves your ability to be able to engage an executive on the customer side or the prospect side because of the promise to meet with you know some SVP or, or CTO or someone on our side. Uh, that's helpful. Um, most companies have you know a version of a big customer annual event. Workday has a big rising event that's happening in Orlando this year. Um, we have all kinds of executives there. That's a great way to say, you know, maybe you can't come to the three-day event, but perhaps you can come for a three-hour meeting and come meet with several of our executives in a one-on-one scenario. That I found that to be valuable. I found, um, I, I love your idea about like taking it out away from their office because what always, what, what happens occasionally, I don't say always, is that you, you get the promise of an executive to pop in for a certain portion of the demonstration or a part of the meeting, but then their calendar gets busy or they get tied up at work. What I found works really well is, um, you know, maybe a, you rent out some place. It could be like even a movie theater or something unique or memorable or interesting, or maybe it's a, you know, a whiskey house or something or a brewery. Um, but something that kind of gets them out of their environments, um, and, and gets them to a place that's kind of neutral ground, neutral territory, to where people are kind of undistracted, and that tends to get more executive engagement. Yeah, and the, I guess the last one that I'll share is, is one that I've done that, that has worked and maybe seems a little shameless, but uh, find find that really hard customer to crack and ask them if they would be interested in meeting with an executive who was coming to town. Uh, I've, I've even used Michael Dell and said he's coming to town and would your CIO be interested in meeting with him? There's there's random slots available. I'm not sure I can pull it off, but is it worth us asking and trying to engage? And then if I get a yes, then I'll try and formulate where's Michael Dell going to be? How do we get them to, to, to have a realistic shot of meeting with one another? Or a follow-up executive. Hey, I can't get you in a meeting with Michael Dell this time. I'll put you on the, the next time list, but I have another senior VP that's going to be in town. Would they be interested in meeting with them? And it, it shows their interest and their ability to maybe engage with my executives. Um, but it can't be frequent. You can't – man, I see I see reps that have worked for me on teams send every golf invite from every partner to every, every executive meeting. Just barrage these CIOs and executives with content and meeting requests. And it, it doesn't – it just falls on deaf ears. And then I don't think when you do have the real good one, they're going to pay any attention to it. Yeah, it I, I, it always helped. It, you find out where you're at in a deal too, don't you? Oh, yeah. um, when they do engage, or you when you flat up don't get a response from that, you kind of know where you stand. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, now it could be that they're busy and, and all that kind of stuff, and I'm sure they are busy. But uh, versus the one that says, "Hey, look, I can't make the tennis tournament or this golf tournament. However, um, you know, I'm I'm behind this evaluation, and I do want to engage and, and connect with your executives." Yep. And maybe you have to just ask that sometimes. So the the last thing today is, you know, once you're there, once you get that meeting, you really better be ready, right? And we've we've used this analogy a few times, but but what would this meeting be worth if you didn't have it, right? If you're sitting in your your pre year planning session with your manager and your team and you said if I could meet with this executive, I would pay X or it would be worth this much in opportunity to the company. It's got to be worth millions in revenue, I'm assuming, hundreds of thousands of dollars, even if you're just selling printers. This is a huge meeting. What What is it worth for you personally to prepare? What's it worth to your company to prepare? Um, I, I always had people that wanted to be involved in that meeting, right? Once I got that executive to go to, to Austin to meet at the Dell Executive Briefing Center, 
every specialist in the world would come out of the woodwork and want to meet. And I wouldn't let them come if they didn't, they weren't prepared, if they didn't read the 10K of the company, if they didn't have real talking points that were valuable, if they didn't go do pre-planning meetings with their underlings in that account, if they didn't do pre-planning meetings with me, you know, if they weren't going to put in the effort, they weren't going to get to participate and it would frustrate some people. But I guarantee you there wasn't that, that person in the room asking the same question we already knew the answer to, to the executive of my customer. That's, that's, that's not being ready. Yeah. To me, this is the difference in good and great uh, when it comes to account executives. The, um, when you can, when you fully understand the cost of a meeting, you know, people are surprised when they hear that a pursuit, a sales pursuit can cost, you know, 10 to $40,000, but it's really very easy math. We all have base salaries, the extended team members that participate in the opportunity with us or the pursuit with us, they have base salaries. We have travel costs, we have hotel costs. Um, and in, in not understanding the full impact of that, not that we're all, I, very few folks that listen to this podcast are probably targeted on the cost of sell for a pursuit. That's, you know, that's the, I guess the benefit of being part of sales is that the cost of pursuits don't really fall to our bottom line oftentimes. Um, however, understanding what that cost is, whether it's 5000 10000 or even $500, um, how, how, and, then, and then what is the commission impact on top of it should you win that deal? The, the really good, great sales reps understand the cost of this and the opportunity cost of a poor execution here. Um, so it can't be underscored enough. Um, just bringing a bunch of smart people to a room means nothing if there isn't a solid agenda with interesting points to discuss. Yeah, and it, sometimes you might prep like you've never prepped before and still make mistakes or your team might make mistakes. Yeah. I The last briefing that I had when I was still at Dell there was kind of competing products between merger, um, two storage arrays that looked very similar. Obviously people that were from Dell loved theirs and people that were from EMC loved theirs. And the customer wanted, was more of a Dell customer than an EMC customer. And we prepped the guy and said, look, here's our sales strategy. Here's what the team is telling us they want. Here's what the CIO is saying he wants. We've got to, we got to divert that message from this product to the next product. And he walked right in the room and said, like right off the bat, I can't imagine that you wouldn't stick with this product. That new product from EMC is not the way to go. And set us way, way back. Like at the dinner, the CIO was like making fun of that person and that that product, how stuck in the, the, the background they were on what the future was going to be. And, of course, why did he do that? That's all he got paid on. That was his only thing. And we had to give him access because the customer was using their product and, and a whole bunch of it. But – they should have lined up with our pursuit and we should, I should have probably done better to prep them and understood what they were going to say. Um, the final thing I'll, I'll talk about as it relates to this being ready is you, you can't read enough. You can't understand enough and you can't prep enough. And what you have to do in that final mile is get the, everybody that helped you get to this point in the customer to review and give some feedback on what you're about to present. I love to give the agenda to the lowest level person that could possibly have partake in the meeting or be someone that the customer followed up with when they got back and mm -hmm. said, Hey, this is what we discussed and get them excited about it and ask them to, to give me feedback. Here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to cover. Do you think this would be good for them to hear or not to hear? Here's the context by which we'll share these stories. 
what happens is they start coaching you towards a win. Like they'll help you guide. Hey, you know, well, HP's in here doing this and they seem to really like this. You're going to need to hit on how you guys compete with this component of what HP's doing or even in, in software, you know, we don't need these pieces. Talk about how you could maybe eliminate them from your contract. It's amazing if you ask them to get involved, how involved they'll get once they know you're going to be presenting to their executives. And I always try and let them know I'm going to pump them up a little bit and talk about the good works we've been doing. Is there anything I could cover that would put a feather in their cap? I mean, it's so critical, this part of it, especially if it's a senior executive that's kind of the signatory on a deal for you. Um, many times we've even dry run the agenda with the sponsor there too to say, hey, here's the demo we're going to show them. We, we've done some executive demos, just 5, 10, 15-minute demonstrations for senior executives or even CEOs and the preparation work we do with their team because they, you know, at this point they're bought in, they want to get it done. This is meaningful for them professionally, for their career, for their bonus, for some sort of uh, goal that they've got designated for the year. Uh, they want you to show well, right? Again, they're spending equity they have. They only have a certain number of times they can ask an executive for a time for a vendor. And they need it to go well. So booking just a one-hour prep call is is such a, a cheap, important way to uh, make sure the execution is strong. No doubt. And as you're listening to this, you're thinking, oh, this is... This is all common sense. I, I, I would obviously do all this. I would challenge you and your partners and yourself to look in the mirror, or ask the next person that wants you to get them in front of an executive. You know, if I gave you 45 minutes to meet whoever the best possible person is to meet with, what's the one outcome you want from that meeting? And people are like deers in headlights, man. They're like, what? I want a deal. Well, okay, you're not going to get a deal. What's the desired outcome? What's the movement that you're yeah. trying to get? What's the relationship you're trying to build? What's the the future vision you're trying to help paint? There's got to be something meaty there that everyone knows you're trying to drive towards as it relates to an outcome, and that's got to be prepped for. That's got to be planned for. That's got to be everybody on the same page for it, uh, or it's not going to happen. And I think – that's where those meetings can get wasted. We'll talk more about this next week. Anything as we wrap up today's session, Brian? No, look forward to uh, talking further next week. Awesome. As always, average sucks. Average is the enemy. Thanks for listening to the Tech Sales Show. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Tech Sales Show. Subscribe to our email list at www.techsaleshow.com and follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Tech Sales Show. Until next week, average is the enemy.